the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and Mark Hoff, my co-host, is not here today, but we have our special guest co-host who's a regular uh, once a month, Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. And for those of you new to our show, imagine a few guys or gals sitting around a bar having drinks without the drinks, talking business with you, uh, the audience listening in. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three gifts given away during this show. Now, those gifts are going to be tanning certificates by Tan Bella. Uh, two uh, locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And the certificates are not sponsored by the radio station. Just to make a uh, make mention of that, the radio station wants to make sure that they're separated from the uh, gift places. All right. Also, uh, don't forget to go on to our website, bestofinvesting.com, because we still have those paintball tickets at 85% off. Great gift uh, gifts for holidays and uh, birthdays. And today's trivia theme is just going to be miscellaneous trivia. You'll have to, we'll keep you in suspenders on that one. Uh, check out our website, bestofinvesting.com. Uh, we're also on television, Comcast Channel 26 and AT&T 99, uh, Saturdays at noon and Sundays at our new time, 3.30 p.m. Mark, you want to introduce our guest? Uh, I would love to introduce our guest here. So Kathleen Zamansky of Five Elements is a feng shui expert, and she has actually helped me in my own business and at my house. So so Kathleen really knows her stuff for feng shui. She also has a very interesting date selection calendar. It's not just about where to put things, but when to do things. Kathleen Zamansky, well, welcome to The Best of Investing. Well, thank you, Edward and Mark, for having me on your show today. Very good. Okay, so um, let me actually. Okay, so I'm going to just add a little bit to the bio here. No uh, so your date selection technology, the Time Blazer business management system, and you're also a radio show host of Illuminating Feng Shui. Did I pronounce that correctly? That is absolutely correct. Okay, good. Uh, on the Voice America uh, Business Channel, and you're also a best-selling co-author uh, in the anthology Come Out. Of hiding and shine. That's kind of cute. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So you want to ask her the first yeah, question? I had a couple questions for Kathleen. Can you define classical feng shui for us? Sure. You know, for your listeners, the thing that they want to uh, really hold on to, if you will, is there's several different schools of feng shui out there. There are several schools of feng shui that are kind of corny, okay. if you will. There's a lot of, you know, misconceptions about about um, feng shui. And what I practice is classical feng shui, which is going to mean that I am going to address person, space, and time. So I'm always going to look at how well a person fits into uh, space. I'm going to look at the compass direction. So I'm looking at direction okay. of the space. And I'm also going to look at timing. Timing 
timing is very important in, well, in all aspects you, you of You know, interestingly things. enough, the first time I had ever heard of the term feng shui was mm-hmm. probably about 20-something years ago when uh, we were involved in some kind of development. Mm-hmm. And the builder was telling us, he says, yeah, I'm trying to sell this house. And this person brings this pers- other person, consultant, to sit on the land like for 24 hours to be able to see where the house is going to be and, you know, all this just to make sure that it was uh, feng shui. And I said, what is feng shui? And then they were trying to explain that. Well, actually, what that person was doing now, I don't know about this, cons- the, the the concept of a person sitting on a piece of land for 24 hours. I can't really yeah. speak to that because I haven't studied that That's school. called a squatter. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's definitely <laughs> called good, a squatter. Point. Yeah. But land form is from how you're answering that question is what we are trying to assess. Okay. There's a misconception of we're here in your studio and how do I feng shui the studio? What I'm actually looking for first is what's happening outside of your building. So we want to harness the energy outside. So when you're doing a new construction, it's pivotally important to orient the building in the right direction so that you can capture the energy from outside, bring it in so you can use it. And that's not just the sun you're talking about. Because I know like like typical house, you want to be facing south, right? To get as much sun. You would think, you would think. But that's where it interfaces in with the person. And that's where I would bring in, you know, there's a misnomer about astrology. We think that we're, you know, looking at like, okay, you know, what kind of relationship are you going to be in and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of corny, corny way of looking okay. at it. So how does your energy, the, the energy that you were born with, how is that going to affect the energy that's within that space? How, how do you know what energy I'm born with? Well, basically, I'm looking at your your birth, which okay. is about your reputation. That's about your marketing. I do business. It's all about business for me. So it's about your marketing, business, reputation, your social circles. Your month is about your career. Your day of birth is about you and your partnerships. Well, okay. And your well, hour well, is remember, about your income. Well, it's like, okay, so the you know the typical dating scene was, you know, hey, baby, what's your sign? I used yeah. to say slippery when wet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, an, that's another... That's, modality altogether. Okay, okay. But this is, I, I actually practice the five elements of Chinese astrology. Which is what, water, air? It, nope, we don't know. use air, but we okay. use fire. Fire, yeah. Um, earth. Fire, earth, metal, water, metal. and wood. So the wood element is the wind in some modalities, but in the Chinese five elements, we use the wood element. And those all have a connotation as well. Well, it is kind of interesting from a scientific standpoint. I mean, Absolutely. like metal... You know, some people have more metallic type of, you know, like 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 as an example, if they have uh, certain mental issues, they treat it with lithium. Yeah. Right. You know, and so there's a lot of metal type stuff that goes in. Uh, so for us, yeah. for us, if you have metal, which, by the way, coming up in 2017, because the energies are always shifting, okay. metal is is about money. So for for you, we want to find out, you know, who has money in their chart, right? So that's okay. one of the what's one of the ways that we would look for wealth in a chart. But it is also about systems. So how orderly a person is, we can kind of ascertain whether they have metal in their chart or not. But when you're like interviewing a potential client, mm-hmm. do you ask them like what absolutely. month? Absolutely, uh, What month are you born? Well, I want to find see, out if you're coming into money. Well, or if you're absolutely. Mo- <laughs> well, you know what? People come to me for okay. for number one thing. They come to me is for money. Show me the money. Sure. So feng shui originated back several oh, thousand yeah, years yeah, ago, sure. uh-huh. and it was about money and power. So when people think uh-huh. that it's 
anything other than money and power, they're really not practicing feng shui. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of kind of neat to hear, you know, just because it's more like grounded, so yeah. to speak, yeah. rather than yeah. all this kind of weird stuff yeah. that's yeah. out there. As so you anyway. can tell, I'm not the airy fairy kind no, of No, no, no. I, I appreciate that. Okay. Hey, we're going to, believe it or not, we have to cut to our first commercial break here. All right. So our theme is just miscellaneous trivia. And if we know the answer, Kathleen, don't answer it yet. We'll wait till you, we come back from break and then you can answer it. Here's our first trivia question. According to doctors, uh, this is almost a feng shui type of thing. According to doctors, people with what kind of pets fall asleep the easiest? All right, that's our Ooh. question. All right, don't answer yet. Okay, the first uh, caller with the correct answer is going to win a free uh, Tan Bella certificate, which is good at uh, any of their Tan Bella uh, salons and it's good for three tanning services. Call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 to answer that question. And we're actually going to allow the first three callers on this one. All right. Uh, so make sure to include your name and your email address and speak slowly and spell out your email one letter at a time. And again, the question is, according to doctors, people with what kind of pets fall asleep the easiest? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my co-host, Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. Again, Mark Honf is off today. And our special guest, Kathleen Zamansky. Now, our first trivia question was, according to doctors, people with what kind of pets fall asleep the easiest? Answer. Who knows the answer? Uh, well, well since, you, since you threw a feng shui angle in there, <laughs> it's got to be a dog. Okay, I'm going with snake. Fish. Ooh, I was what? close. You're I think. close. <laughs> Wait, I think the snakes eat the fish. Yeah, okay. okay what, what does that have to do with fine? Oh, I get oh, you're about it. falling I, asleep. Yeah, because yeah, 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 I okay. guess that's the All reason. All right. Got okay, it. and before we get back to Kathleen, I just want to get a quick announcement here. Um, this is going to be for the uh, Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. If you've never been there before, check it out. 360-degree views. Once you get to the top uh, with the Cityscape Viewing Lounge, you can see AT&T Park on one side and go to the other side of the building and you see the Golden Gate Bridge. It is spectacular and the food is fantastic. Check them out at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. So we have Kathleen Zamansky here is going to teach us a little bit about feng shui. I like saying that, feng shui. <laughs> so a uh, question for you is why would someone use feng shui in today's world? Well, you know, to me, it's like a, a question of why wouldn't you use it? Yeah, because to me, there is so much logic behind the reasons why you would want to use it. You could easily tap into once you know where the most vibrant areas of a space is. Why wouldn't you use that over, you know, I can go into space after space and, someone, it, and it can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. which is not feng shui, by the way. Okay. Um, and someone could say, gosh, it just doesn't feel right. And then yeah. I can change the angle of their computer, and then all of a sudden things start to flow. So it really is just a matter of getting into least resistance with whatever your daily uh, workflow is. Why not work with the flow of the universe versus against it? So well, is some of it kind of... the like the, I, When I think of feng shui for an office, I think mm -hmm. you know you walk into someone's... Uh, door, you know, there's the idea that you're not supposed to be facing away from them. You know, I've heard of stuff like that, and I don't know if that's necessarily feng shui or it's just 
common courtesy. <laughs> you know, have your back to somebody. Well, but, there there is something to be said about not having your back to a door or something of that nature. Because when you think about it, someone could every, sneak, sneak up behind well, you. Well, it's more about. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry so much about, about the sneaking up okay. part of it. But every time you have to skew your body to look at behind you, you're yeah. you're looking at repetitive injury. Although that's not oh, really okay. a feng shui uh, uh, thing, okay. it really is. A, it's it's more of a you know common sense thing. Yeah. But when I'm looking at placement of someone's desk, I'm always looking at what I call their personal power directions. Again, based on your birth information, your birth year specifically, and your um, gender, and then that's going to give you um, some free. You know, that's going to give you the the four directions that are good for you. And so you would I'm, want I'm, to be in the most vibrant one. Then you you just kind of. Take your smartphone and figure out what that is, and huh. yeah. So if I was born January forty fifth, forty fifth. Okay, no, <laughs> you know no. what? If you were born January forty fifth, <laughs> I would love to see that birth chart. But <laughs> um, can I can yeah. I offer a free gift to your listeners? Sure. Okay, go to um, www.freebusinessastrology.com. Okay. Put in your birth information, and then when you download your chart on a break, we're going to pull up your chart, and then I'm going to help you make sure that you're in a good direction. But go to the bottom of the chart, and it's going to say personal power directions. There's going to be four good directions and there's going to be four huh. challenging. So at this we point, ideally want to get you in one of those good four directions. So looking at, so you can't just look at the situation right now and, and tell me whether or not it's good. You personally actually, for you? No. I can't personally gotcha, for you because until okay. I have your personal information I, you know. Like I would, my social security yeah. number, my yeah, bank yeah, account yeah. information. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get that after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. You, okay, you well, I was going to say I was a skeptic. Mm-hmm. I really was. And my first question for Kathleen was, do I have to believe in this for it to work for me? Good or question. can I just have you come to – I'm skeptical. Okay. And I Good believe – what was the answer to that? Do I have to believe in feng shui for it to work? Absolutely not. Because okay. feng shui is going to be there available for each and every person. And it's your choice on whether you want to tap into it or not. Now, I had a very good friend of mine say to me, and I think this is the best analogy of all, gravity – it's like gravity. It's going to happen exactly. whether you yeah. whether you believe it or yeah. not. You you take the apple from the tree, it's going to drop if you don't have something underneath yeah. it to catch it. It's going to happen. It's the same with feng shui. The energy is there whether you choose to tap into the vibrant parts of it or not. That's your choice. Yeah. So I had mm-hmm. Kathleen come to my office in San Rafael and we were remodeling and she was able to come in with a big compass, looked at my chart, my birth date. And help me orient not only my desk, my computer monitor, my printer, but where my de- my guests will sit in my office mm-hmm. for them to be most prosperous. So I have a couple of chairs. My boss will come in to sit down, and I, I put him in the chair where I know I'm going to get the raise, essentially. Or, yeah, exactly. However, however else that Actually, works. that's so, a good selling tool to say, hey, listen, if you come to my office, I'll, I'll put you yeah. in such a way that you Well, and gonna- we have a couch, too, and there's two spots on the couch, and the one spot is more powerful and more prosperous than the other. So we had another thing where she came in with the big compass. I mean, it's like the size of a Frisbee, literally. It's a huge okay. compass. Mm-hmm. She spends about 20 minutes. She goes around, does all this stuff. She comes up to my monitor and literally moves it like a 16th of an inch on its axis. And then she steps back and goes, all right. And I'm like, 
What? what? Really? That was it. And just to to orient the front surface, the plane of the glass of your monitor, yeah, huh. to get that in the right alignment, uh-huh. because a little bit of a rotation one way or another can make a huge difference. It has to do with your eyes getting all weirded out because of, of yeah, the way And that, we, we uh, moved out of my office. We remodeled. I came back in. I set up my computer. I plugged in my monitor. I checked my email. Yeah. The very first email to come through was uh-huh. an all-cash, full-price <laughs> offer on a building that I was looking to sell here in Marin County. And it's like, if that doesn't convert me to yeah, feng shui. Really, yeah. I don't know what will. So, so I don't care. If, I don't. Doesn't matter if you believe or so not. Is it's he working. Like, like practically the most successful. Uh, no, no. One, I, pro- I, mean, I, mean, I would probably <laughs> say one of my most premium clients. Uh, the the name is confidential. I work with an international financial institution, and they have a very very large office in the city, and they had me come in when they were taking over. A very large space in in the Bank of America building. Line, we'll put it that way, mm-hmm. and it was down to the studs. So they were taking over this okay. space, and what the um, issue was for me was to lay out the offices. And I'm working with pretty big architectural firms and contractors and property management people, so I'm working as part of a team. But my task is one to once I looked at the floor plans was choosing the senior executive offices so it you know they had the junior execs and then the seniors where was the most vibrant energy to place them and we're also looking like long-term short-term so the long-term is where you're always building and buying and short-term is if you want quick action well it's kind of funny you can imagine you know the the ceo is kind of going man this better be like the top floor best corner office and you make up well no it's actually in the basement (laughs) it's the broom closet (laughs) well Well, you know the 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 proof is in the pudding on that particular one because uh just last year, they took over another very large chunk. Now they have about three quarters of one floor of the Bank of America building, and they call me back. So something Boy, must be working. I hope that you don't get in big arguments with the architects and, and designers when they have to do Ty- their thing. Typically, I don't. Know. Well, that's, that's, that's not good. That's not working with a team. All right. Th- Kathleen, stay with us because we're obviously going to want to give out your information to listeners in case they, they have more questions for you. And then we want to talk about some of the good stuff. All right. Here's our second trivia question. Uh, actually, before we do that, we want to also make a quick mention for Come on Blore. Come aboard, come aboard the Hornblower uh, Cruises. One of a kind experience. You guys have ever been on the Hornblower? I have. It's awesome. Very awesome. And the food is good, and they have dancing and good, usually pretty good bands, too. So check them out at hornblower.com. Uh, they have some good uh, uh, Christmas um, uh, cruises going on, too. All right. Just a second trivia question. We're talking miscellaneous trivia here. A healthy person does what about 16 times per day? I'll give you a hint. It's more than blink. Okay? All right. Don't touch that dial. They, uh, well, actually, here. Let me get the phone number out. Uh, 888-912-1190. And again, we're going to give out three certificates uh, for this. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win the free Tanbella certificates. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. A healthy person does what about 16 times a day? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hon- uh, Mark Hoff. See, Mark, I too many Marks around here. Mark Hoff is off. We have Mark Cooper from HL Commercial and our special guest, Kathleen Zemanski. So here was our second trivia question. A healthy person does what about 16 times per day? What's the answer? 
I'm going to say stand up. I'm going to go with uh, drink fluids. No, it's, I'll, and I'll put it politically correct, fluffing. They fluff or pass gas. Oh, yes. So, and that's healthy. So I, I must, almost said that, actually, but I didn't. <laughs> did you? I, you, I, thought, I almost, you thought this is that PG radio. That was not even my first thought. Fluff, you know, like when you fluff, say, I'm going to go with fluffing. my gut, that was, a, that, <laughs> yeah, was gut. that was not when I. Uh, so as my that. wife would say, I must be very healthy. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So. Kathleen, um, <laughs> since we're going to have to move on to other things, uh, Mark said you, you have some kind of a um, event coming up, and then we want to, in case people have questions that they want to ask you, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. Well, my event that I have every year, I do the annual predictions because we have a, a big shift in energy around February 4th. So, you know, mid January, which January 14th this year, I'm going to do my full day of, um, fire rooster feng shui and astrology talk so it's a full day of finding out what's going to happen in your chart what's going to happen in your space and then i'm also going to give some good dates so people can really like turn on that fire rooster and shine which is kind of interesting with the astrology chart Mm because i learned this i don't know months ago if you look at the astrology chart there's 12 animals that's correct Theoretically, eleven of them are real, and one is fictional, the being the dragon. Yeah. Very good. But, but the dragon actually, the word dinosaur only was invented in the eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. right? Meaning mm-hmm. terrible lizard. Mm-hmm. What was it called before that? Yeah. A dragon. Yeah. So it's actually the dragons really did live. They just, you know, call, know. They, that's what they now, call them. Now, there's a what trivia a, question. I was going to say, that's yeah. a trivia question. question. You, should, you should, like, pull that one in next week to see if anybody's listening. Listen, six, year, <laughs> six years of high school gets you far. Okay. So, uh, Mark, now you are the uh, commercial broker extraordinaire. Well, we've been on fire this year, and we just closed our eighth sale. Uh, which is great. That's amazing. Um, so I work with a lot of investors, and uh, uh, we had a question. Yeah, so we did. We did get a question from a listener because they knew that you're gonna, someday you were going to be on the show. So you know, hey, and when you get that commercial guy back, ask him this question: What do you do when a buyer or a seller misses a contract deadline? Ooh, another stumper. Yeah. Well, um, so this is like that old joke: Am I buying or selling? Is the punchline. Um, okay. So one situation here is if you're a seller and the buyer has missed the deadline, typically what we do in the contract, and I prefer the CAR, California Association of Realtors contract, there is a notice to perform clause, which means like, hey, I've got the right to cancel this contract, but you've got three days to make good. Uh, Typical deadlines that are missed would be either proof of funds, uh, inspection deadline, a loan approval, something like that. The seller has the right to give them a notice to perform that says you've got three days typically to do what you said you were going to do, but the seller's recourse is to cancel the contract. Yeah, because if someone misses a deadline, can you just automatically cancel? If no, well, it depends how the contract's written, but we usually will have an, uh, an, a notice to perform clause which says that if, if uh, the buyer or seller misses that deadline, yeah. the other party will give them a notice that says, hey, you got three days or I have the right to cancel this contract. Which, which is fair because there, there might be some unforeseen reason. And I, I can't imagine too many judges, because if, if it gets to that, which it happens a lot, where they say, oh, come on. You know what? If you would have given them a couple of days, it's like, you know what? A it, contract is a contract, yeah, Edward. except that, wait a minute, though. So in a lease, if you um, let's say the lease says you have to have insurance, well, if your insurance lapses 
usually the the landlord can't just cancel it, the, even though it said now you know, you're in said, breach of the lease, right? Exactly, but they, they there's a uh, a time to perform, and that's uh, that's I guess what I'm. Well, and at. another thing that we we talk about is liquidated damages, and that's yeah. something that I like to put into contracts, which means that the actual amount of money that is on hold, on deposit with escrow yeah. is the damages that the seller would receive in the event that the buyer removes all their contingencies. And they decide to not buy the property. Okay. Now, the other thing would be is what happens if the seller has missed a deadline? You know, buyer made their deposit, buyer's got the loan, everything is good, but then all of a sudden the seller doesn't give access to the property, or oh, they, yeah. you know, they're, you know, they or might, if it's a condo association and they didn't give them the rules and regulations, that sort of thing. Seller doesn't show up at escrow to sign the closing docs. There you go. Well, there That's you a go. Big Beautiful one. I heard yeah. one actually where a guy was kidnapped. And the buyer was never found in the middle of the escrow. The, the buyer of the property was kidnapped. And uh, I said, what happened to the deal? And the guy, guy disappeared. Couldn't buy the property. Wow. Uh, but in this case, we were talking about uh, uh, buyer's recourse is specific performance, which is forcing the seller to sell or to recover damages. We like the liquidated damages clause. But the answer to that question, of course, is to notice to perform by either party okay. with the adequate amount of days and then either uh, specific performance. Um, but a seller's recourse is typically to cancel the contract, and that's not what they want to do. They want to sell that property. So it's really a Unless challenge. Unless it's gone way up in value. and Because uh, that actually happened to me where I was in contract um, to sell a building, and the buyer was a little squirrely. And he was trying to get me to lower the price, lower the price. Then he tied me up, and you know, and, and he said, "We're going to go to arbitration and all this." Well, all these months were passing, but it was at a time when real estate was going way up in value, and it came to a point where I told my realtor, "I said, you know what? I'm not very happy with this buyer. <laughs> not only, not only am I going to like not force him to buy it. In fact, if he wants to close tomorrow, I'm not going to let him buy it." And and that's what happened. I kept, and I retained the building. And you still own it to this day? I still own it to this day. Good for you. And I'm very happy yeah. I did. Yeah. It cost me a little bit of money and like that, but, <laughs> but the net result was I'm happy, and I'm sure that buyer, that would-be buyer, he's not so happy. <laughs> okay. So now, Mark, you work for HL Commercial. Right. So my office is here in San Rafael. I primarily do investment properties in Marin and Sonoma County. My cell phone is 415-608-1036, and my email is Mark, M-A-R-K. At hlcre.com. That's yeah, exactly. And yeah. I got to say that uh, you know I, I go to a mortgage brokers meeting uh, once a month, and uh, Mark is like, he's kind of like the, the um, I don't know, not not the MC, but he he's the. Uh, Those most, are my initials, by the way. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that, I am the Mark. MC. Yes, you are the MC. <laughs> no, but I'd say that uh, he's like the most popular, so to speak, because he's always got something. To say in a good way, you know, a sale, a lease. You know, a lot of guys go in there and they just say, "Yeah, my name's Joe Blow. Here's my phone number." But Mark is quite a busy beaver. So we to speak. try to add some color and fun. To, yeah, to no, the no, no. But at the, I guess what I'm getting at is, from a professional standpoint, uh, you are a go getter, which is why I asked him out of. What the, we usually have what eighty, guys, fifty, yeah, or eighty right. people. I go. This is the guy I want on the show. All right. You know what? We Believe it or not, we have to get to another break. Uh, when we come back, now, Mark Honf is not with us, but he gave me some notes to talk about uh, Pacific Private Money and what they're doing and how they're still producing over uh, 7.5% to 8% yields net to the investors with uh, relative conservative. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here's our third trivia question. What did Einstein call the most difficult thing to understand? All right. The first three callers with the correct answer are going to win a 
a free certificate to Tanbella um, for three tanning services. Call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What did Einstein call the most difficult thing to understand? Again, don't touch that dial because the best of investing was going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Cooper. Mark Honf is off today. Last trivia question. What did Einstein call the most difficult thing to understand? I got this one. Tying a shoe or how tying a shoe works. Really? No. I'm going to go. <laughs> how many mortgage brokers and investors did it take <laughs> to screw the light bulb? bulb? Yeah. No, income taxes. Oh. He said that's the most difficult. I thought it was going to be like uh, compound interest, but I think that's the that's thing. Ben that Franklin. Said the, yeah. uh, oh, was yeah. Ben Franklin said that? Yeah. Oh, I, got the, I got my wrong investors there. I don't know. I don't know. All right. That was a good one. Okay. So Mark's not here today. Um, We did have a question that did come in for him. Uh, It says, uh, so I'll answer this because I know the answer. It says, I understand your fund is income oriented, uh, but do you have anything for the growth investor? So Mark is president of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest growing mortgage investment firms. And he's got a fund. And his fund uh, is raising money. It's only got about $22, $23 million in it, which is kind of low for, you know, one of these big funds. And he's currently paying almost 8% um, on an annualized basis. And uh, the loan-to-value average in the fund is only about 55%. So it's very, very conservative. And so the question comes in about uh, that it's income-oriented because he's paying monthly distributions. But if somebody wanted to be a, quote, growth investor, what they could do is just like a mutual fund, you could let it accumulate and compound the interest. Reinvest the fund. Reinvest the, yeah. reinvest the distribution. So that's effectively like a growth. I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, super growth potential like a, a like the stock market, but the uh, yield will grow an extra you know, maybe three eighths to half a point. So, you know, an eight percent yield, you let it sit there compounding and be close to eight point three five, eight point five percent. So um he's you gotta uh, call Pacific Private Money at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty. And uh I've seen some of the deals that he's been doing lately and it's pretty amazing how there are borrowers, you know, you, you wonder you how can you pay investors eight percent? Well he's doing loans at 10% plus he's charging some points. You know, they're nine point something, you know, 9.9% plus points. You know, well, who would borrow at that? Well, it's not people who are in distress, like, you know, oh, gee, if you don't give me the money, I'm going to file bankruptcy. It's people who say, listen, I've got an 800 FICO score and I, I've everything was going very well. I was ready to buy this house. And then at the last minute, the bank said, oh, oops, we just realized you've only worked there for 18 months instead of two years. And even though the guy makes a million dollars a year, they still said, I'm sorry, it's only been 18 months. I mean, you get stuff like that. Or you get stuff like an incorrect income tax lien. Or somebody who just changed jobs because of a, or got divorced or something. There's always these little silly reasons, but there's so much equity in the property, which is, again, why the average loan to value is only 55%. So out of the roughly 1,200 loans that he's done, he's only had less than 12 go into foreclosure and of those 12 10 of them paid off by the time it was ready to you know go to sale with penalties and interest and all that so those that's what it was a bonus 
And the other two, that was the best thing that ever happened was the foreclosure because they got took it, the property it, back. They took the property <laughs> and there was lots of equity in it. So again, uh, to learn more about Pacific Private Money and the fund that they have, you should call Mark Honf at 415-883-2150. And he doesn't answer, just leave a message for him and uh, ask more about the Pacific Private Money Fund. All right, so we have a few minutes left here. Um, I was going to ask another question yeah. to Kathleen here. Um, now, one thing you were talking about was the uh, date selection. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, feng shui, I understand, is organizing your space and making things, but but you can actually tell me a date when I should buy a house or pop the question if I want to get married. or Absolutely. Some- Absolutely. So, again, I, I look at person, space, and time. I'm always looking at the five elements. So it is um, – I'm. Uh, an alignment with, again, you, the person. Um, I'm looking at your chart and any specific day that you would be, and it, I would need the motive as well. Like, am I popping a question? <laughs> oh, am God, I right. popping the question? Am I signing a contract? Am I bringing on a new partner into my business? Am I letting a partner grow? Because each day has a different vibration. And even though it's a a good day, is it good for you? So that's the thing that you really want to find out when you're using, and you use this for milestone things. I I think it gets a little bit into the superstition zone where you can't do anything without (laughs) consult. That's ridiculous. I mean, you know, life goes on. But when you use, when you're, when you have something big, in your life and you want it to go in a more favorable flow, then use timing. Um, yeah, like your, your wedding day. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And absolutely. how, I mean, how does somebody go to school for this or, you know, how do, how do, you, yeah. how do you learn this stuff? Well, I've actually, tra- most of my study is outside of the United States oh, because because I, I do practice classical feng shui so where i am learning from mostly is malaysia i've i've gone to china tibet um uh india in, you know in europe because the level that i practice is not really even offered in the united states so huh. which means i'm you know one of the few that do practice at but this i wonder level. how like it started you know like I, as i understand it and i don't mm-hmm. know if this is just legend but mm-hmm. um like acupuncture mm-hmm. what i had heard and mm-hmm. again i don't don't quote me on this, but this is what I heard I? that that the way that it actually got started was, you know, thousands of years ago, an arrow hit somebody and it didn't kill him. And suddenly he kind of looked and he says, wait, wait, for some reason, I don't feel pain on other parts of my body. And yet the arrow was there. OK, you know that was I mean? a very tiny arrow. It must have been a very <laughs> tiny arrow. Yeah. But I, I just thought. Well, that's kind of interesting. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. It's a little weird, but mm-hmm. it makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. and so I mean, how well, do people figure this out? Ac- acupuncture and feng shui actually follow the same system. It's five mm-hmm. elements: chi flow, energy flow, and all of that. But back in antiquity, yep. when feng shui all came about, again, it was looking at the landform. It was actually a very dangerous occupation because hmm. a feng shui master would have to scale that mountain that was, you know so many hundreds of miles away to figure out what the energy of the land was. But I mean, how would he figure it out? You know what I mean? It's like... Well, you're looking at... This is a very deep subject, and again, okay. I, in, to Fair give enough. it justice, I don't know if I can do it in 30 seconds or okay. less, but it is having the capacity. Your observation skills need to be very, very keen. Okay. What we are basically looking for, and this is a tip that your all of your listeners can do right now, Embrace. Just think of an embrace. So you want to have something strong behind you, like a mountain energy behind you. And you want 
to have a nice opening in front of you. Okay. So think of your buildings. Even in a cityscape, we have um, other buildings even behind us, if you will. Yeah. But your front entrance should be large enough to let the energy come in. So it should be unobstructed. And you should have a, a more flat opening that will embrace the energy to come in. Because imagine if you had um, a mountain in front of you. Yeah. It's blocking the blocking, energy. Sure. So yeah. you want to be able to let the the good energy come so in from the So it's not so front. much even the aesthetics. I mean, because Absolutely not no, the aesthetics. But, but the funny thing is, is like if I'm walking into a building and suddenly there's a huge thing in the way, it mm-hmm. is going to make me feel very uncomfortable. I'm not going to want to be in that building versus exactly. walking into something very open. But that's more of a... An aesthetic type of feeling, isn't it, or is well, that the energy? Well, if it's part? if it's blocking, it's blocking. So, but but I also equate, or or don't don't use the you know when somebody says, and I hear this all the time, it's like, oh, I do my own feng shui, and I was like, okay, I've been studying this now okay. for seventeen years, and the, <laughs> and and you can pick up a magazine and do it. But yeah. they're what they're talking about is aesthetics, and to me, yeah. I always say. Just just think that when you're um, – if you've fallen in love with this beautiful woman or this very handsome guy, mm-hmm. but they're very, very toxic for you. Okay. So beauty does not equate good energy. It may make yeah, you – you point. know, you're aesthetically, oh, it's pleasing on the eye, but it can be very damaging to the heart and soul. I think <laughs> that space. applies to real estate as well. Just because it's a good-looking building doesn't mean you should buy it. Yeah, that's, that's right. a good point. <laughs> right. But there are definitely times when <laughs> like, you can walk into a building and go, you know, there's something weird. about Like, well, here, there, there's a building mm-hmm. not too far from here, and it feels really weird. Mm-hmm. And you go, there's something bad about this building. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out that it was owned by Satanists. And so you just wow. kind of wonder, you go, gee, is that is that a coinkydink? Nope. Okay. All right. Stay with us. We're, we're, when the best of investing comes back, we're going to have some closing comments. We're also going to have some thoughts of the day and kind of wrap this bit puppy up. All right. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Cooper, because Mark Honf is off today, and our special guest, Kathleen Zemanski. Now, Kathleen, before we uh, leave for the day, we want to make sure that people have your um, website and phone number in case they want to uh, get some tips on feng shui. Sure. Um, well, my if you want to reach out to me personally, you can... Um, reach me at Kathleen. That's Kathleen with a K at 5elementsgroup.com. And that's numeral 5elements, plural, group.com. Um, if you're interested in that event, go to www.5elementsgroup.com forward slash events. And then just click on the information there. And then if you want to call me, um, although I'm, I'm heading out of town, but it may go to voicemail uh, until uh, close to the first of the year. But you can reach me at 415-690-9839, and I'd love to hear from you. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think – oh, I got one other question for you, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. What are three things a person can do to improve their feng shui? Okay. The first thing, and again, I do business feng shui, but this can apply for a home as well. And I alluded to it a little bit when we when I was talking about you know the ancient sages. So basically, what you want to think about when you're looking at your space, go outside, and this is without you know just stand at your front door. Let's let's start there. Stand at your front door. Look in front of you, behind you, right to left, and just make sure that there are no obstructions coming to your front door. One. Okay. Two, um, 
your front entrance is such an important part of your um, financial standing, if you will, because the front of the building is about your finances. So I would also have you make sure that the immediate inside of your building your front entryway is have it um, as clutter-free as possible, although we're not really talking about professional organizing, but you do want to have it unobstructed. Think of the Ritz, um, how beautiful their front entry is. So you want to have that kind of a feel when you're walking into the building. And then in the back of the building, this is about people matters, relationships, and health. So the back of your building, whether you own it or lease it, you want that in in order as well. So no dead plants. You don't want broken pipes, um, you know, a lot of garbage back there. Now, a lot of that stuff, even if you didn't know feng shui, would be kind of a little bit common sense. You would think. You would think. I mean, people still... But you know what? I can't tell you how many places I've gone to where at the front door they've got the trash cans. Uh, Yes, that was me. I'm like, this is great for recycling. I open the door and I toss my beer can right in there. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Perfect. (laughs) But we can improve upon that by maybe making it a little, you know, with a a nice little fencing around it or something like that to not have that the first thing you see when, again, think of the Ritz. That's the best thing. If you want to elevate your feng shui... You got to think how wealthy people think, and and remember, feng shui is about is about power and money. So if you want power and money, you got to think like power and money and act like it. Those fair, are my fair enough tips for today. Okay, appreciate that, Mark. Again, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about the uh, contracts of real estate, uh, buyers and sellers? Yeah, I'm, I'm helping buyers and sellers all the time here in Marin, and my cell phone is 415-608-1036. My email is mark, M-A-R-K, at H-L-C-R-E.com. And what do you do for people, let's say, if they're in South San Francisco and they have questions? And you know, they, they I, call you. I'm happy to answer questions. I get a lot of questions from people in the city. Um, oftentimes, they might have a family property. They have a question about a lease, maybe a tenant who's defaulting. I had a question last week uh, from somebody that had a loft in San Francisco, and they were renting their residential property to a dot-com. They wanted just to know what kind of contract to use and were there any special disclosures. Oh. So, you know, that's a question that I'm happy to answer. I have agents who do what I do in the East Bay in San Francisco, and I'm happy to refer them to a, a competent agent, but I specialize in Marin, so I just stick to what I know best. But that's, you know, it's a, I yeah. appreciate the honesty on that. Yeah. Very good. Thank you both for uh, joining us today. And uh, here's our thoughts for the day A clear conscience is a, a sure sign of a bad memory. Uh huh. And life is not about how fast you run or how high you climb, but how well you bounce. Feng shui, right? No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we... 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.